on the field, the A's had a pretty good weekend. Off the field and in the broadcast booth, it was a not-so-good weekend. We're going to talk about the whole Glenn Kuyper situation, and then uh, we're going to wrap up today's episode with the passing of Vita Blue and just share some thoughts and some memories from his time with the Oakland A's. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 567 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burkett. On today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the A's weekend in Kansas City, uh, Glenn Kuyper's weekend in Kansas City, and then also the passing of the late, great Vita Blue. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked on A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, make sure that if you are on YouTube, that you hit the subscribe button, you like and comment down below. Uh, if you have a Vita Blue memory, um, share those down in the comments because uh, Vita Blue was before my time. I don't have a lot of memories of watching him pitch. So uh, let, let other A's fans that are, you know, a little bit older like myself, but still not old enough, uh, let us know what it was like to watch uh, Vita, Blue, Vita Blue play and why he may have been one of your favorite players because that's what I got uh, in reading a lot about him today is uh, he was a lot of people's favorite player. Former President Barack Obama in uh, an MLB network clip said that that's when he started watching baseball is when Vita Blue was pitching and, you know, the A's were winning. It, partially that was because of age, but partially because Vita Blue was electric. So... There's that. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Uh, just because people still like talking about A's baseball, we're gonna we're gonna kick off the show with A's baseball and uh, the weekend that was. The A's won two out of three against Kansas City, which is great. What a great great weekend. For the Oakland A's, um, it, it is their first series win of the season. They they won the first two games of the series, which was the their first winning streak of the season. They now have a two-game win streak, you guys. And it was also the first time that a pitcher, a starting pitcher, had gotten a win. And they did that twice as well, with both uh, Kyle Muller and Ken Waldachek getting the wins on Friday and Saturday. And then, oddly enough... Mason Miller on the bump on Sunday did not get the win. He got a loss. He allowed two runs. Loss. That was uh, that was wild. Um, also, cards on the table. Um, I did not get to see the Ryan Yarborough uh, hit uh, when, when he got hit in the head. So, uh, and I don't necessarily want to watch it. So I'm not going to search that one out. But uh, you know, hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, I, the broadcast said that he was able to walk off under his own power. So that is that's. A good sign, hopefully, but we'll, we'll be monitoring that situation over here at Lockdown A's because we, we've had, we've seen it too many times. We Chris Bassett very recently uh, at the McCarthy one from 2012. That that one that one hurt. That was a very scary one, and then he started you know, making jokes about it, and that was Brandon McCarthy was a special guy. He, he has a very special sense of humor. So hopefully Ryan Yerbo is is okay. Is, is that's what we're hoping for here. Uh, obviously, the A's lost, but that is a 
a, a bigger news story right there coming out of Sunday's game is hopefully Ryan Yarborough is doing okay. But let's talk about some of the on-the-field results here. Um, a couple of guys had some good series. Uh, Ryan Noda, other, obviously he was the one that hit that the, the ball that uh, hit Yarborough, so that's not great. Uh, and it's not like it's his fault or anything. It just that can weigh on a person. Um, he, but the first two games of the series, or for the entire series, he was five for eleven. He had three doubles, four RBI. He walked a couple of times. He's a he's an on base machine, you guys. He, his on base had gone gotten down to like three eighty. He's like, you know what? No, no, no. Now it's at four eleven again. Because because he's really good at getting on base. That's what he does. He gets on base. He drives the ball a little bit. He's he's fantastic. Uh, also, Esther Ruiz, he went 5 for 15 in the series. Three runs, two RBIs, three stolen bases. He is a stolen base machine. And obviously, I didn't want to give away Sean Murphy, but uh, Ruiz seems to be doing okay with everyday playing time. He does not get, even when he's not playing center field, like on Saturday, uh, and J.J. Blade played center field for him instead, uh, he, he's still in that lineup. He was the DH on Saturday, and he, he did okay. So uh, I like watching him play. He's arguably one of the, the bigger bright spots uh, on this entire Oakland A's team. So um, not saying keep trading guys that we love, but eh, he, he's fun. I guess, as, as a replacement candidate. Uh, but I, I think that the, the weekend really came down to Shintaro Fujinami and then the rest of the bullpen. And these stats are going to, I don't know, make you chuckle or make you throw something. I don't know, but here here's the A's bullpen outside of Shintaro Fujinami this weekend. Eight innings pitched, three hits, zero earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts. What a performance by the... The new look A's bullpen after they just uh, DFA'd Familia and Acevedo and then sent down Adam Aller. Uh, and then they brought up Rico Garcia and Spencer Patton and Austin Pruitt. And these guys are doing okay. They're doing all right. And uh, th then there's also Shintaro Fujinami, who he, he had a good first inning on on Sunday. That He had a, a flawless first inning. And then they sent him out for a second one and did not go as well. So, and then he also threw a third of an inning on Friday, and that one also did not go as well. So, Shintaro Fujinami's weekend for the A's, or in the A's bullpen, one and two-thirds innings pitched, four hits, six earned runs, three walks, zero strikeouts. That is not his game. He could not locate the ball at all on Friday, and uh, he was getting hit a little bit in this game and then missing locations, and so they pulled him for Sam Long, and then Sam Long came in and... Through a couple of pitches, and there we go. That that was the end of it. Gave up six runs. These bullpen in total gave up zero, or well, uh, six, but they were all Shintaro Fujinami's. Uh, earned. He he his ERA is back up to like thirteen, so that's that's fun. Um, I I still think that he's got a shot. <laughs> is the thing his stuff is so good, but. Uh, I think it's between the ears at this point. It, it's it's got to be he, he's got to hit his spots, and sometimes he is really painting those corners. But uh, he, he's just not doing it enough. He's not getting it in the zone enough. He's not getting ahead of batters enough. Uh, but when he does, oh boy! Also on Friday, I was looking at his baseball savant uh, during that game. I don't think he threw any splitters. I haven't looked for Sunday's game actually, so maybe he threw some more. But that was. That was interesting to me. I know that he was behind, and that is an, an out pitch, 
but he threw zero of them, and he was going all slider or sweeper, whichever one you, whichever one they were categorizing it as that day, and then fastballs. Uh, and obviously, he has to get ahead with his fastball to establish the splitter. But I mean, throw a splitter every now and then, get get you a hit, you know, a strike there. I don't know, get 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 out of some situations every now and then. That's just me. But uh, the other guy that I wanted to talk about in just since he's come up. Uh, this this week is J.J. Bleday. He's having a good season so far with the A's. He's debuting very nicely as a couple of home runs. Um, his average exit velocity, which is like 33 batted balls, so it's not a huge sample size by any means, but his average exit velocity is up about 5 miles an hour over where it was last year. Uh, it's at 91 miles an hour now. It was at 86.3 last season. That's a that's a good sign. It's a, 3 miles an hour above league average as opposed to 2 hours... Per, uh, miles per hour below, so that is that's a good sign of progress for JJ Bleday. Hopefully, that continues uh, because that would mean that he's going to keep doing well. Hopefully, or at least keep crushing balls. That that's a good thing. Uh, his batting average is 389, which you know, batting average take it or leave it. You know, but his batting average is 389, but his expected batting average is also 296. So while it is lower, he is still making good contact, and that is important. So that 296, that's solid. You will take a 296. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Um, part of that is he's crushing fastballs. He's hitting like 400 against those, maybe even higher. Um, so, yes and no. I'm a little bit worried about the, the breaking balls uh, that are. He's seeing 15% more breaking balls this season. He's up to 38% breaking balls, uh, you know, being thrown at him this way or this season. So that's. Something to keep an eye on for sure because uh, he's got a 50% whiff rate on on breaking balls and a 47-degree launch angle. Neither of those are good. So when he makes contact, it goes straight up in the air, and that's not uh, what you want to see. I mean, if you hit literally the snot out of the ball, you might be able to get it to the warning track at 47 degrees, but that is entirely too high. That is, that is nuts. What you want to see. And he also struggled against breaking balls last season. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on over the next week or two. Uh, especially, you know, with uh, going into New York against the Yankees. They got a lot of guys that can throw the breaking ball. And we'll see how he does at Yankee Stadium. Then again, he's a lefty. They got that short porch and right. Uh, that, that could be exciting. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the weekend for Glenn Kuyper. And, uh, you know, just... just everything that you need to know about that. So uh, stay locked in, you guys. It's going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right this first time around. Just add your vehicle uh, to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit, only accessible to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
The A's are taking on the Yankees on Monday, and you can catch all of the action from the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is download the SXM app on your favorite device and search for athletics and you can catch the hometown broadcast from there and uh maybe we'll see a couple of wins in the bronx because the yankees are also not a good team right now and uh apparently everything's on fire so um it might be the right time to play the yankees yay uh also welcome back to the locked on ace podcast hopefully you guys are enjoying the show if you are make sure to subscribe where you like to hear podcasts follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i am a by jason b on twitter check out inside the a's for more a's news insight and analysis coming your way whenever a's news happens it's at inside the a's uh before we get into the Glenn Kuiper story, I will tell you a, a quick thing that didn't happen, but almost did, and oh boy. Um, so yesterday, I was sitting at home, and my son was asleep, and I got a bunch of alerts that uh, CNN wanted to have me on the show, uh, to, to have me on their airwaves, to talk about the Glenn Kuiper situation. And so... Uh, that was wild. And then there was, uh, you know, a, a shooting. So they had to follow the shooting in Texas. And so uh, I got bumped. But um, I almost got on CNN. And that was wild. And I really wish that people would have me on shows to talk about nice things as opposed to, like, relocating the team or this. So let's talk about this part, I guess. Um, Glenn Kuyper. In the he, he's been with the team for 17 years doing broadcasts. He was you know longtime partner of Ray Fossey. Um, if you've watched A's baseball, you know Glenn Kuyper. I, I am assuming that if you're watching this, you're familiar kind of with Glenn Kuyper at the very least. Um, and he in the pregame he was talking about the week or not even the weekend. It hadn't really started yet. It was Friday, and they were just some of the sights that they had seen. Uh, him and Dallas Braden. And they were very excited about their trip to the Negro League Museum. And uh, he was, I don't know, too excited? I don't know uh, how you messed this up. But he did, and he did not say Negro League Museum. He said the actual N-word, and that is not okay. So the A's uh, have since suspended him. Uh, they're doing an investigation, and so he's going to be suspended until they figure out uh, what to do with him, basically, because uh, they don't know. I think they're seeing, like, maybe they're waiting for it to die down. I, I don't know, but um, I'm going to go ahead and say this is an opinion, but the on-air apology probably didn't help. Um, here is the on-air apology. Uh, quote, I just wanted to... A little bit earlier in the show, I said something didn't quite come out the way I wanted it to, and I just wanted to apologize if it sounded different than I meant it to be said. End quote. And that that is a very big that has very big like if I offended you, I'm sorry vibes, not like an actual apology vibes, and that's not like a heartfelt one. It's like they hey, we're getting some some blowback on this. You you need to say something, and that's kind of what came out. Um, and, you know, I don't know Glenn Kuyper at all. I don't know anything um, about I mean, I, I know about him because I've been watching him for 17 years. Um, but I don't know him personally at all. Um, and so I, I don't have any hard takes. But just in the way of apologies, that, that one seemed kind of meh to me. Um, and because we see a, a lot of these all the time. And that this one just didn't seem great. Um, also, there's been a lot of people on both sides of the issue, which is a weird thing to both sides, I guess. Um, 
a lot, a lot of people are saying he should be fired. Why did, does he still work there? What's going on here? And some people are just saying like, uh, he didn't mean to say it. Everything's fine. I don't know why this is a big deal at all. And uh, it, it, it's a big deal because it's a, a word that you just don't say like at all. And I think that that's kind of the thing here is he is a professional broadcaster and whether or not it was intended or not, that's just a word that you can't say on TV. Or you shouldn't say it in, in society either, but just a word that you can't say on the airwaves. And so I think that that is kind of what the A's or and NBC Sports are debating is, uh, you know, what to do. Um, I, I don't know how this is going to come, you know, play out or anything like that. But uh, I think that Bob Kendrick had a, had a nice... Uh, thing that he said. Uh, he said that his official statement on the matter, it, there was a lot more to it, but the meat of it to me, and that's what I'm going to read, is, uh, quote, while I don't pretend to know Glenn's heart, I do know that mine is one of forgiveness. And I think that that, is a, that, that could end up being, you know, the saving grace for Glenn Kuyper, um, just because that, and also the fact that he didn't necessarily intend to say it, he was speaking kind of quickly. Um, I don't know, but... What, obviously, he didn't intend to say it. Nobody means to say the N-word on TV. So that's just a dumb argument, I think. Uh, intent, whatever. But the fact that he wasn't trying to do it. Like, we've seen some of the other uh, broadcasters in recent days. Or not days, uh, recent years. Um, Tom Brenneman uh, doing his homophobogram. And uh, there, there's been other ones. And they're, like, going in on this thing. And this was more of a slip-up as opposed to... Um, you know, a hot mic catching somebody or being insensitive towards, you know, slavery or something like that, uh, which has gotten other broadcasters uh, terminated from their jobs. And so the intent may be the thing that the questionable content, intent here. Um, obviously, he did not want to say it, but that could be the thing that uh, ends up keeping him on the broadcast is my guess. But again, I know nothing. So this is just guesswork on my part. Uh, he did issue a second apology, which was a little bit better. This was uh, after the suspension, I believe. Um, and it said, quote, uh, or he said, quote, uh, I could not be more sorry and horrified by what I said. I hope you will accept my sincerest apologies, end quote. Um, and that is you know, still not a lot is being said there. It's like, uh, I took three seconds to come up with uh, an actual apology. But he, he did admit to saying it which is a good step in the right direction, I would say. Um, I, I would, I, I'd like him to go further. Not, not like, I need his head, I need this, I need, but just like, hey, I, I want to make a donation. I, here, here's the thing, like, if this story is bothering you and you, you don't know what to do, uh, currently the Negro League Museum is trying to expand. They want to uh, do more at the Negro League Museum. They want to have a bigger facility. And so they are looking for donations. They're trying to raise a million dollars if... That's something that interests you. Just go to the, the the website and donate to the Negro League Museum. They they want to do proud by Buck O'Neill. And if you see me wearing the Monarchs hat a decent amount, uh, it is because I watched Buck O'Neill during uh, the the baseball uh, documentary from Ken Burns uh, from the '90s. And I thought that Buck O'Neill was a delight. Do I know a ton about the Kansas City Monarchs? No, but Buck O'Neill was just 
so much fun to listen to and talk, just hear him talk about baseball. I, I enjoyed him. So, um, you know, anything that's attached to his name, I, I, I like it. And so um, you can donate to just telling his story a little bit more uh, over at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum website. They take donations. Um, you don't have to tell me that you're doing it. Just just go ahead and do it, honestly, because um, I think that it'd be a good thing. It, it'd be a nice show. And so that, that is something that I would like to see from Glenn Kuyper. Obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. W- would he go if the A's move? Would he go to Vegas? He's He might have some things on his mind about where he's going to be working in a couple of years. Um, and so money might not be as easily accessible, but at the same time, uh, make some sort of a do- donation. Ha- have the team pay for it. I don't know. John Fisher's not going to pay for that. But... Um, do, do something to as a sign of good faith is how I what what I would like to see I guess um, the the second apology was better but I don't know it I don't know so we'll see what happens um, but coming up we're gonna talk about Vita Blue which is it's been a weird weekend you guys so we're gonna talk about Vita Blue and uh, again let us know some of your favorite Vita Blue memories down in the comments below. The A's are headed to the Bronx, and you can catch all of the action with the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is download the SXM app, search for athletics, and then you can hear the A's take on the Baby Bombers. Are they still the Baby Bombers, or have they grown up? Are they, like, teenage bombers now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, The Yankees uh, are not a good team, so the A's might win a couple of games. Hey, we'll see. I'm looking forward to watching this because uh, when the A's do well, when they're not good... Uh, against a team like this, it's fun to gloat a little bit. So hopefully the A's can continue their winning ways. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Vita Blue because uh, he he passed away on Sunday at the age of 73. I believe that Dave Stewart broke that news if, uh, you know, my Twitter timeline is not lying to me. Um, it was, I, I saw a statement from the A's like an hour later that like, oh, hey, we have confirmed this. But I saw Dave Stewart's uh, thing earlier this morning, and that's that's how I found out about it. So uh, Dave Stewart also said that he was a, a a hero of his and a mentor. And so he, he was very beloved by a lot of people, especially in the area, people that were his teammates. Uh, Fergie Jenkins, who was another uh, you know pitcher of that era, tweeted out his rest in peace uh, tweet as well and said that in 71 uh, himself, Fergie Jenkins and uh, Vita Blue were the first two black men to win the award in the same year. And I think that that was just really, really cool. Um, and he, I think, hashtagged it Black Aces because they were two of the Black Aces at that time. Um, just a, a really interesting career that I did not get to watch. And I don't know, when I don't get to watch guys, um, it's harder to be like, oh yeah, I remember that because I didn't. I didn't see it live. I don't have that special connection. And so when, when a player like Vita Blue passes, um, I, I feel like a certain disconnect just because they're not of my, my, my generation. And I didn't grow up watching these guys, but I, I grew up hearing the stories and it's cool. And it just always feels like I'm not the right person to be talking about them. And so that, that, that might be a me thing. I don't know. But uh, he passed away. Um, on Sunday, he was 73 years old. He passed away just after the 1973 World Series reunion. And for me, little things like that make my heart smile a little bit. Um, I just think that that's cool. Um, not, it's not cool that he passed away. That's not at all what I'm saying. But it's just cool, like those little things were 73, 73, and that he he got to go to the reunion. And uh, that was one of the last times that, you know, we all got to see him. And that, that, that was just really 
fun. Uh, Dallas Braden seemed to think that uh, he he definitely held on so that he could make it to that. And uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But uh, I like to think that it is because that makes that makes my heart smile again. So uh, those are pretty cool things. But uh, he played technically eight seasons with the A's. Uh, he signed on, I believe, to like retire as an Oakland A uh, at the very end of it. Uh, but he, Baseball Reference has him at nine seasons with the Oakland A's. Uh, from 1969 to 1977, he debuted at 19 years old in 1969. Uh, he went 124 and 86, held a 2.95 ERA in his time with the Oakland A's. Uh, he won the Cy Young and the MVP in 1971. Uh, and in that season, he was 24 and 8 with a 182 ERA, eight shutouts, and 09 or 0.952 whip and 8.7 Ks per nine. Other than the record, all of those led the league. So uh, he was a pretty dominant pitcher in 1971 at the age of what, 21? He was great. He was amazing. Look, you got a guy, a, a flame throwing guy like this. I, I forget which teammate. I think it was Blue Moon Odom. Um, that Matt Kawahara quoted uh, on Twitter earlier today. And he said that he was throwing 100 back then. Guys do it all the time now. Blue or uh, Vita Blue was doing it all the time back then. And he was just amazing. Um, and just hearing some of his teammates talk about him uh, is just special, I think. And especially that one season right there. Uh, it was his best season, I would argue. Um, because not too often do you win Cy Young and MVP in the same year. It's a great season. Um, again, Blue and Jenkins were the first two uh, black men to win the the Cy Young Award in 1971 uh, in the same season. In the same season. Um, and then Dave Stewart called him a hero. Raleigh Fingers uh, had a little story in, in one of the MLB Network videos that was going around. Uh, and he said that he would go down to the bullpen went on on days that Vita Blue was going to pitch uh, before the game and just watch what he was doing in the bullpen. And then he'd come back. He's like, yeah, he's not giving up any runs today, you guys. He, he's got it. He, he's on. And uh, I, little things like that are just funny to me. I, I, I love stories like that. And uh, that's, with, with players like this, that's how I want to remember them. It's like, no, no, there, there's like some some stuff around them. And I think that that's great. Um, he also seems to be a fan favorite. Everybody has uh, just kind stories about how just how nice of a person he was. Amelia had a nice story about how he was just very kind. Uh, everybody in, in the A's realm just had nice stories about meeting him and saying that he was great. I didn't talk to him. Uh, during the reunion, um, I, I talked to Reggie and uh, Bert instead, but um, yeah, he, he seemed nice. I, I just didn't talk to him, so I don't have like a story of my own. Uh, he was also traded to the Giants in March of 78 for seven players. Seven players and also $300,000. So that's a, that's a heck of a deal. I think the Giants still got the better of that one. Uh, also, I... I I forget who said it. It might have been Melissa Lockard. I, I, I'm getting Melissa vibes on this one. But uh, there was a contract dispute between him and Charlie Finley. Or he, he felt like he wasn't getting paid enough or he wasn't getting something that he wanted. And uh, Charlie gave him a, a gas card instead. And so what What did Vita Blue do? Every time that he'd go fill up his gas tank, he'd get gas for everybody that was at the gas station. And I just think that that's wonderful. Uh, he's like, you know what? I don't care. Let's do this. And that makes me laugh. Um, so th th those are the ways that I try to remember, uh, you know, players like Vita Blue is hearing the stories and being like, that 
they seem like a good guy, and I, I appreciate that. And so, uh, hopefully, if you didn't know anything about him, hopefully that helps a little bit to shape some of the narrative around him. Uh, if you did grow up watching him pitch, let us know some of your favorite mem memories down in the comments below. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. For you everydayers, tomorrow's episode, we're going to be getting you ready for the Yankees series. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good. The A's won a series. I'm flying high right now. This team is going to be great. I'm going to tell you why uh, tomorrow. And hopefully they don't prove me wrong in my research. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's si.com slash MLB slash athletics. But uh, yeah, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. I'll talk with you tomorrow.